Warning. Descriptions in this podcast can be graphic in nature. So listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Battle After the Badge podcast with your host, Steve Cartmel. Steve is a retired police officer who's worked 32 years with the Lawrence County Sheriff's Office in Southern Ohio. Steve wants to share his stories and information about his personal experiences and how they affected him and how he learned to deal with these issues. Now, let's hear about his battle after the badge. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Battle After the Badge. The title of this episode is going to be A Ride to the Wall. And as we get further into the episode, you will understand the meaning. Let's first talk about career-defining moments. In the last episode of the Fireworks Fire, I talked about defining moment earlier in my career as it was the first big call I ever handled. This episode will also talk about a defining moment later in my career, but this is going to be on the good side. Some of you that may know me may remember this as I posted it on my Facebook several years ago and including some pictures. So let's get into it. It was the middle of May and I was working midnight shift early in the morning and dispatch sent the South Point Police uh, Department to a call of a man wanting to kill himself with a gun. I was close to that area, so I went as backup to that officer. The South Point officer arrived shortly before I did, and when I went inside, he was talking to a male and female couple. We learned that the wife, Sharon Campbell, was able to get the gun from her husband. We were given the gun and unloaded the gun for safety. The South Point officer did a great job talking to the gentleman, who we found to be Perry Campbell. The South Point officer made arrangements to contact the EMS to transport Perry to the hospital to get checked out. And while he did this, I began talking with Perry. I sat down on a chair and I found out Perry used to be a first responder as he worked for the county EMS many years ago. He named off several EMS workers I knew from back in the day. I then found out that he was a veteran and had fought in the Vietnam War. I thanked him for his service, and he advised me he was in the Army and was actually a sniper at one time. So I asked him why he wanted to hurt himself, and he stated that he had cancer from the Agent Orange, and he was tired of feeling bad, and he didn't want his wife, Sharon, to have to take care of him anymore because it just wasn't fair to her. I told Perry that if Sharon didn't love or care about him the way she does, that she probably would have left him a long time ago. And I also told him that she probably wouldn't have stopped him from hurting himself. Perry said he was too weak and not strong enough to pull the slide back on the, on the gun to put a round up in the chamber to actually pull the trigger. And I told him that I was glad that he was not strong enough at that time and that he was still there with us. So to change the mood, I began asking Perry questions about Vietnam and how long he had served there. I told him I had a couple of great friends who were veterans who ride motorcycles with my wife's motorcycle club 
and I loved to listen to their stories about the Vietnam War. I told him that her club rides to Washington, D.C. every year on Memorial Day weekend to attend the Run for the Wall. I asked him if he had ever been to Washington and seen the Vietnam War Wall Memorial, and he advised me that he hadn't been there. As Memorial Day was approaching, he asked me if I was going that year, and I advised him I was going, and then he asked me to do him a favor. I said I would try, and, and what he asked me just blew my mind. Perry asked if I would take one of his Purple Heart medals to the Vietnam Wall and leave it for him. And I'm a, I, I was in shock. He said he wanted his buddies who didn't come home to be remembered by him, and he wanted to leave his medal at the wall. I asked him if he wanted to leave the medal to a son or a family member, and he told me he already had picked out the medals for his son, and he had another Purple Heart medal to give to his son. So I'm sitting there thinking he's a little confused and asked him how he had one for his son and one for me to take. And he told me that he had two Purple Hearts, that he was awarded two Purple Hearts. So I told him I would think about it, and for him to think about it, and I would visit him next week, and we would talk about it. He said he didn't have much time to live and would love for me to take his medal to the wall for him. A short time later, the EMS arrived, and I told Perry that they had to take him to the hospital and get checked out and evaluated and he agreed to go. I told him that he really needed to think about this and not have any more thoughts of hurting himself if he wanted me to do this favor for him, and he promised me that he would never ever think about hurting himself again. So on Monday, May 22nd, I went back to Perry and Sharon's house to visit him and see how he was doing and talk to him about this favor. Sharon answered the door and said he had been wondering where I was, uh, when I was going to come back. I walked in, and he was sitting there in a chair. I asked him how he was doing, and he said he was doing great and felt much better. I then asked him if he had thought about the Purple Heart anymore, and he told me he had, and he definitely wanted me to take it and leave it at the wall. So I agreed to do this for him, and he had me get his medals that were on display board off of a shelf. I look and see the medals and set my eyes on the two purple hearts in the middle of this uh, many medals that are on display. I gave him the medals and he slowly removes one of the purple heart medals and places it in my hand. What I had in my hand to me was one of the most prestigious awards I've ever seen and held and I was a nervous wreck. He gave me two old photos of him when he was in Vietnam. So I took some photos of him with me, uh, removing the medal for my memory, and I even took a selfie with Perry so I would always remember my new friend. I told Perry about the guys and the gals that actually ride the Run for the Wall, which starts out in Ontario, California, and rides all the way across country to Washington, D.C. I told him about the different routes, um, that there were three routes that run across uh, country, and that one of the routes, which is the central route, comes through Kentucky uh, near Grayson and actually goes to Hurricane, West Virginia for the night, um, which would be on Wednesday. 
And I asked him if he would want to go and watch them as they rode through. And he said he would love to go. And I told him that I would come and pick him up and we would go. So I typed up a little story about this favor and I printed it off. And then I bought a shadow box and placed a purple heart in the middle of the box and then placed the pictures Perry gave me of him back in Vietnam in the shadow box along with the printed story and the other photos of Perry and myself. The shadow box was complete and the purple heart was safe. So on Wednesday, May the 24th, I went and picked Perry up and he rode with me and my wife. Perry was dressed in an Indian military top and he had an apron with several military patches sewn on. He was wearing his Vietnam hat and we ventured off. Sharon and the neighbor followed us with his wheelchair in their vehicle. On the way, he told me interesting stories about Vietnam. And then he surprised me and he said, you know what? It didn't even feel like that he had cancer that day, which I was glad. When we arrived at the uh, overpass there by the industrial parkway, we were met by several of the Star Riders 256 out of Ashland Motorcycle Club, and they greeted him and thanked him for his service. He then met three Vietnam vets that ride with us. Fred Reynolds, Larry Ronk, and Robert Torgrimson, it's a hard name to say. We call him Torgy. They exchanged greetings and talked about where everyone served in Vietnam. Several pictures were taken from my collection and other people there took photos of Perry. Perry was a little weak from the ride, so he decided to sit in his wheelchair while he waited for the central route to approach. The moment came as we could see several motorcycles round the turn. And I was in awe when I saw Perry stand on his own and he gave a perfect salute to every rider coming through. The riders waved and beat their horn as we stood on the overpass watching. And I could only wonder if they knew that a true hero was saluting them and thanking them for riding for him. After the group went through, several of us gathered around and we took a group photo with Perry. He then returned home with Sharon and told me to be safe on my adventure. I told him I would post updates every day, and hopefully someone would show him. On Thursday, May 25th, myself and the Star 256 group met for our trip. Sahara Stevenson, who is the Star 256 president's daughter, made up stickers for everyone to put on their windshield that said, Riding to the Wall, in honor of SFC, which is Sergeant First Class, Perry F. Campbell. Sahara even made me a shirt with the same design of the stickers so I could wear to the Vietnam Wall. I had the shadow box safely tucked in one of the escort vehicles so the Purple Heart would be protected. This was going to be truly an honor and a privilege to do this mission for Mr. Campbell. We make it to Washington, D.C. on Friday, May 26th and spend the day unpacking and going uh, to the Marine barracks for the Parade of Soldiers. Finally, on May 27th, Saturday, 
we awaken and I take the shadow box down to my motorcycle and securely place it in my tour pack and we head down to DC and park next to the Lincoln Memorial. There are hundreds of thousands of motorcycles parked in fields and on the streets. We make our way over to the Vietnam War Memorial with the shadow box in hand. I feel like I'm carrying a million dollars in this box and we arrive to the wall. Once you enter the wall, it's a very quiet, somber feeling. When you see all the names on this huge wall, tens and thousands of names, knowing that they sacrificed and gave their lives up for my freedom. The group makes our way to the center of the wall, walkway, and we take a group photo with a purple heart showing proudly. I then take the box and I kneel down for one last photo by myself. What an honor to do this for a hero. I carefully place the box alongside the lip or the curb part of the wall and I say a little saying from Mr. Campbell to his fellow soldiers who paid the ultimate sacrifice that this is for you from him. I then get up and I give a salute. And I'm not going to lie, this was tough to walk away from leaving this purple heart and the shadow box just laying there. But I can say that the mission was completed as requested by Sergeant First Class Perry Campbell. And I learned that everyday thing that the staff of the memorial wall at the end of the day, they collect all of the items left and they take them and put them in storage boxes and take them to a warehouse to keep forever. They put the date on it that they were collected and, and they just have them um, like an archive type thing. So we leave the wall and while we're downtown, we go to the vendors area, which is called Thunder Alley. And I pick up some patches and some pins for myself and for Mr. Campbell. I even found a patch that says Vet's Wife for his wife, Sharon. So as I'm looking for the pins, I notice a dog tag that had a purple heart engraved on it. And I knew I had to get this for Mr. Campbell to replace the one I left at the wall. So a couple days later, after we returned from Washington, my wife and I go to visit Perry at his home. And Sharon invites us inside and tells us that Perry had some health issues and that he was at the VA hospital for treatment. So my wife and I venture to the VA and we visit him there. Perry had lost some weight, but he was in good spirits. Right away, he knew who I was and that we talked for a while. I told him about my trip and the mission. I showed him pictures and videos, and he told me he'd been following me uh, on my update post from Facebook um, from a neighbor who helps take care of him. One of the things he told me was that he needed to get this next generation of young adults to learn and know about the Vietnam War and all the other wars so they are never forgotten, and I totally agreed. 
So I then tell him I have some gifts for him, and I show him the patches and the pins that I brought back for him. One was a veteran army patch, a Vietnam War memorial patch, a Vietnam War veteran patch, a 50th anniversary of Vietnam War pin, and then I showed him the Purple Heart dog tag, which was my favorite. I told him I brought the one back to replace the one he gave me, and he could wear it around his neck all the time. It may or not have been in the same, but he was excited and wanted me to put the necklace on him right then and there, and I was honored to do so. His mood perked up, and he was showing all of his nursing staff, and one of the nurses said he knew all about what I did because Perry talked about it to him. I shook Perry's hand, and I told him he needed to get some rest, and I would be by to see him when he got home. I visited several times after he got home, but on July 23rd, 2017, I got a phone call that I never wanted to get from Sharon. And Sharon said that Perry was not in good health and that he had not eaten for over a week. When Perry was in the VA hospital, and we went in to see him to give him the dog tags. The doctors told him that he only had about a week to live. Well, four weeks later, and this man is still fighting, but he was very tired. Perry was a true warrior. My wife and I went to see him at his home, and he was laying in his bed with soft Indian music playing. He was skin and bones, and then he was not responding to me talking. So I just thanked him for his friendship and what little time I have known him. I thanked him for his service to our country and for fighting for my freedom. I then saluted Mr. Campbell and told him mission complete. We left and told Sharon if anything changes to call me. And about an hour later, after we left, Sharon called to tell me Perry had just passed away. She said, I believe he was waiting for you to come and see him. They had his service a couple days later, and my wife and I went and paid my condolences to Sharon and to give one final salute to one of my heroes, Sergeant First Class Perry F. Campbell, United States Army. After Perry's passing, I would visit Sharon just to check up on her. And a couple times that I went there, I was told that she was not there. I learned later that Sharon had passed away several months after Perry's passing and that he was reunited with his wife and she was reunited with her soldier. So there you have it. My story about the favor that my veteran friend had asked me to do a ride to the wall for a purpose to give a purple heart that he earned back to the wall to his buddies that didn't make it home i hope you enjoy but first as memorial day is approaching let's remember those soldiers that give the ultimate sacrifice 
to fight for our freedom that we have here in the United States. So if you're out and about, you see a veteran person walking around with maybe a hat on that says I'm a veteran, just walk up, shake their hand, or even just tell them, thank you for your service. But on Memorial Day, let's remember those that gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So with that being said, hope you guys have a great weekend and a great week, and we'll see you next episode.